Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India RE. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Happy Super Bowl weekend and Valentine's weekend. <laughs> we got the man's. It's Cafe Mocha. On the line, we know and love him from a thousand different TV shows. We've got yeah. Mr. David Mann on the line. Um, who We've never had you without your wife, so welcome, David right. Mann, Cafe Mocha. Forgive me, I'll be yourself this time. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to talk to you because, you know, we're so used to seeing you the funny guy in the Tyler Perry shows and movies and on the road, a comedian. And, you know, we heard that you were having some struggles with depression. And I I guess it's just so surprising because, you know, we think of you as the fun, happy guy. So uh, you've been struggling a little. Yeah. And and that's, I'm supposed to be the one that, that, you know, has everybody laughing and rolling and all of that. But then I found myself just, it just over a period of time, it's just like, I can't shake this. There's something going on. And I was just embarrassed to tell anybody because of the stigma of like, you know, you know how brothers we've been taught, don't tell everybody your business. I ain't going up there telling nobody my business. So I just didn't want to. And so I decided I needed to share it with someone because I, I was just like, how many people can I actually help by sharing my story with them? And I, I found myself, I think my depression came because, you know, really I said my heart is so big. During this depression, I just seen so much going on. You've seen people dying. You've seen people hurt and sick. And it just weighed on me heavily, and I just couldn't shake it. Depression is such a creeper. How did you know that you were in depression? I just, you know, I have a routine. I'm a, I'm a what you call a creature of habit. And when I seen, like, my normal habits of get up, go to work, let's do what I would normally do. It got to the point to where I would, was sitting in my office and just the only time that I felt relief was just sleep. I would mm. just literally go to my office and go to sleep. That's not normal. Something is going on. And I just, I just at night, I couldn't sleep. I just, but I didn't want to share it with anyone because of the stigma. You know, mental health is something that we in the black community have got to start addressing head on and facing head on because, you know, for some reason we've been led to believe that therapy is not good. Well, you know, I, I had to realize myself, like, Hey, look, you need to get some help. And the first person that I told was my wife. And of course she was devastated that I would go through that all alone. But Mm -hmm. I, you know, once I realized it and I was like, you know what? I really need to go to therapy. I really need help. Mm-hmm. I need someone that can help guide me through this. And there is nothing wrong with it. But we've we put this stigma on mm-hmm. on counseling like you're crazy. Oh, I wasn't crazy. 
If you have a heart attack, you go to the heart doctor. If you have something going on with your body, you find the proper help for what you need. But for some reason, we've been led to believe that your mental health is not something you need to address. David, can I ask, because you are um, a man of faith, was there an option to go to a pastor or a minister? Yeah, you know, and I did, I, you know, so often to go to the altar and say, thank you, Jesus, 15,000 times, and it'll be okay. But I did. I prayed and I got up with some of the same situations that, you know, that led me to depression. And so there is nothing wrong with faith and therapy. There is nothing wrong with, you know, you pray, but there's also some things that you have to address. We have faith, but if I have a heart attack, I don't just, um, let me go talk to the pastor. No, I'm going to go find somebody that, you know, that in that profession to help me get through that. And that's what I needed to do. My counselor was someone that I didn't know. I didn't even know how to sit down and talk to him. This is how bad it was. It was just like, mm-hmm. what do I say? And I just mm-hmm. said, okay, just tell him what's on your heart. Tell him what you, you know, what you're going through, how you're feeling. So, you know, it was weird for me and it was, it was awkward. But once I really just opened up and just say, listen, this is what I'm dealing with. This is how I'm feeling. I I walked out of there feeling better. Now, I had to go a couple more times before I, it really broke off of me, though. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about finding a counselor because, you know, as Black people, we have different things going on with us. I mean, I remember looking for a therapist. I'm like, look, I don't want no 23-year-old white boy trying to tell me about a grown Black woman problem. (laughs) I don't want no 25-year-old. You know, I want somebody that understands me and I walk in the room and they immediately understand half of me without me opening my mouth. You know, and that ain't no 23-year-old white boy. So how did you go about, no no offense to them, uh, how did you go about sort of finding... (laughs) (laughs) the person that fit you, because that seems like it could be a difficult process. It it can, especially, you know, being a quote unquote celebrity, you know, who can I trust? Who can I, you know, am I going to be able to trust this person? But you, like you said, you need to have somebody that can, that be kind of tailor-made to you. Like for me, it would be different. You know, in our community, it's it's always been like, I ain't finna go in there and tell them white folk my business. So that was a stigma too. Like, you know, I found a brother, but how I found mine was through some of my friends that I know that were going to therapy that I could trust. And then when I went in, I simply said the first time it was a vetting process. I was like, let me see if you're going to be able to help me anyway. Cause you may be, you know, you may have a little couple issues yourself. And I come out and want to cut both of our wrists. I don't know. So okay. I was like, <laughs> not so, funny. I'm laughing. Right. Not funny. It's not funny, but that's the truth. I wanted to sit and see if it was somebody that I was compatible enough or felt comfortable enough or to open my heart enough to say, here, help me heal. So and, and- the idea is even if maybe the first person isn't the right fit for you, then you kind of go and try to find somebody else if necessary, if they, if it doesn't quite feel yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You may sit down with them and discover, okay, you're probably not the person that's going, you know, be able to help me. So you, you know, you have to just kind of look. Now my, my deal was the gentleman that I chose to sit down and speak with. Oh man, he was, he was great. He was excellent for me. He was everything I needed. And I just found myself like, oh, my hours up already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, 
I, I love sitting and having a conversation with him. So you just have to kind of sit and you have to find someone that's going to be suited for what you need. Like you said, I don't think it was going to be a, you know, a 20 year old kid that could tell me anything about life and that I could share life's experiences with. For me, it was a, you know, 60 something year old man, black man that I could share life's experiences with that he would know this is what a brother's going through. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, David Mann, uh, talking about his struggles with depression, something that, you know, we in the black community tend to try to act like it's not there. And, you know, David, thank you so much for being so transparent with us. Yeah. Um, This depression, can you explain how it was affecting you in your relationship with your family? My family could see that something was going on. Like, I'm very talkative. I love to have conversation. I love to engage in in conversation. I love to laugh and have fun. I just found myself just kind of just being a recluse. And I gave the answer that most people give. I lied. Okay, I'll get through it. And I would say, speaking for me as a black man, we give, we definitely give the answer of, no, I can get through this. I can fight through it. I can do it. I gave, whenever you start saying, I, 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 that's when the problem starts to get worse. We need somebody to help walk us through this. Yes, my faith, my prayer and all of that, but I needed a counselor, someone that I could just like sit down and say, listen, help me sift through all of this stuff. And you know what, David, once you got there, I mean, because I know we say in our community, it's like a taboo to don't tell people your business or whatever, but can you explain, like you said, you felt different. Was there some type of breakthrough while you were talking you know, what was, it was something that clicked that made you go, oh, wow, I didn't consider this. Or, you know, was there anything like that happening during your, uh, your sessions? It, you know, one thing that he helped me work through because I am close, like my family works for me and I am the one, I'm the one that gets work, family, all of that twisted, tied and all of that up. Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't know how to untangle that web. He literally drew a chart of me and my family. Like there are no boundaries because there's no boundaries for work. You and the wife work together. You and the kids work together. Then y'all go play together. Then y'all go. There is no separation of all of this. I got to find a, a bound, a line. And so stuff like that, just helping me sift through different things like that, just kind of helped me just like, oh, I get it. So when I left, of course, I went home and told Tam, I, I just, it, it just really helped me in some areas that he, you know, that he was directing me. Well, we are glad that you are, uh, are doing better. And, um, you know, we could not uh, have you on the line without having our girl, Tamla Man, because you, you all have um, new music and, and things coming out. So we got to bring her in. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique Lani Love Yo Yo. On the line is the man's. We have been talking to David. Uh, about his bout with depression joining us now our queen tamala man thank you for coming back to cafe mocha i just want to start here you know david talked about the day that he came to you and said hey i've been feeling some depression and how did you respond what did you think that he had been kind of you know grappling with this all by himself well i 
first I was kind of I was kind of a little hurt because I was like, why you didn't say anything to me? And once he came to me, really, I just kind of tried to open my arms up with just honestly love to let him know that I was there to support him and whatever the issue was. Let's figure out what we need to do to make you better because I need you. I need you here. I need you here mm. with me, me wholeheartedly. So I just kind of just poured my heart out to him. And first of all, letting him know that that it's okay, that it's okay that, you know, that you're in this place and I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to help you be better. So my thing is I just turn it into more of an encouragement. I'm going to tell you one of the first things she did. She gave me the biggest hug. Like, it was the longest hug. We've been married 34 years. This hug was, I told her, I feel better. I'm starting to feel better just from that. She gave me the most incredible hug. Aww. I could feel her heart in this hug. And I was like, "Ooh, I wanted to kiss then, but then that's not what it was about. <laughs> but <laughs> no. kiss of depression, you know, baby. It's, 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 <laughs> It's crazy when you see somebody you love hurting, though, you know, I think that's the biggest part. And also, let's talk about the pressure that we put on each other as couples, because there's always this, especially with Black uh, females, you know, to be his peace. And, you know, and so, you know, when you listen to society and they're like, and then your man comes to you, what is that guilt of, is it me? You know what I mean? And I'm talking about myself. Like when I go through, you know, uh, relationship issues, mm-hmm. do you think that that was another reason why maybe David and T- you didn't go to Tamla because you just didn't want that guilt of, you know, it's not you, it's me? Yeah, you know, part of it, but I have to be honest, part of it with me, I'm a fixer. So I'm always, let me fix this. I'm going to fix this for you. And so that that was part of my reason is like, no, I'll, I can handle it. I can take care of it. I'm not going to put this on anybody. So let me deal with it. But for her, it was like, no, I want you to come to me so I can help you through this. This is how we've managed right. to sustain and last for 34 years. Mm. Right, right. Mm. And then, you know, because we all, everybody always go to him. And for him to tell me that he felt like that he was drowning and no one saw him. And no one wow. seen it. It it brought me to tears because I was like, it's so true because we're just used to him being the superhero. We mm-hmm. used to him being our super, Superman and that not to say that he doesn't hurt because we know that he hurts. But for someone to just feel like at the bottom of the pit, you know, mm-hmm. you just we really don't think that that can happen to any of us. A lot of times we feel like, no, nah, you know, we, we strong. We, you know, I ain't falling. I, he's not going down. But to see him going down, it was like he's in a spot. And it's like, what can I do to make it better? Because, okay, because, yes, I may have been a part of the problem. It's just like I'm not going to just put it all on, on him that it was like she was, like you were saying, Lonnie, that it was me. But mm-hmm. I knew that it was the family. It was all of us. All of us had played a part. Because David really is a fixer. He really believes in making everybody shine, making everybody do better, finding what you need. It's like he was helping everybody find themselves, but he was getting lost in trying to help everybody find them, find their way. What are you guys doing differently now to sort of take some of that superhero pressure off of him? For me, what I'm doing is to, to, to notice that 
it's not about me getting what I need to get done, but what does he need to get done? So I'm turning the wheels of like, what do you need? How can we go about making these things happen for you, for you to get better? Because I told my kids, I said, I don't care about none of you. I'm sorry, I don't cuss, but I do say <laughs> I don't care about none of you. <laughs> right now, it's all about my husband, my That's friend. Right. You know, and I just want to make sure that he's right because to hear him say that he was broken, you know, it's like, like I say, it's not that that word can never be used, but for him, I just never thought, ever thought that I would hear him say that, you know, that, you know, that he was, he, that he was in the need of, of prayer. He was in the need of help. And I just wanted to be that. So it's like, I just thought every hour, because he was always the type, y'all, He's always, I said, how you doing? And he would always say, I'm cool, I'm good. So you just take people at their word when they say they cool or they good. But not really realizing that when he was saying he was cool, he really wasn't cool. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I told him, I said, but I don't know that if you don't tell me. Mm -hmm. I can't, it's just like me. I can't, you can't help me if I don't tell you what it is that I need. And that's what I explained to him. Wow. Well, I'm glad that, you know, David, you're working, you're getting better. And with both of you all sharing your stories, this is going to help somebody else. It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, Angelique, and Yo-Yo on the line with the mans. And uh, my girl, Tamla Man, your sixth studio album, Overcomer, Deluxe Edition. Come on, tell me about it. Yes. I am so, so excited about it, y'all. Thank y'all for having us and even talking about, but just like David, it's like us being overcomers. And I took that title, Overcomer, because there were so many things that I was dealing with in my personal life I decided to just talk about in music. And then I incorporated, when I came back to do the deluxe, I did some collaborations, which I had never done. I did Superheroes Prayer with Yolanda Adams, mm. the goat herself, the legend in gospel, one of the legends in gospel music. And I was like so nervous, just to, not that I was unsure of my gift, but just to be in the presence of her. You know, to me, I look at her as royalty, as my big sister in this music. And it was just amazing to just be with her and to just sing along with her and for her to just even with just guidance, because I feel like we're never too old that somebody else can't help us and we could do better in something. And for us to work together, so it was just amazing to do come back and do some of the songs live. I did something with Tim Rogers and mm-hmm. the fellows. We redid Help Me, and I redid some of the other songs live. And to me, when I get to sing live in front of somebody, y'all, it's like, I don't know, it's like something in me just turns up. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. But it's just like a whole nother vibe that overtakes, something that overtakes me to be able to just share my gift. And I'm so excited about Overcomer. I mean, and you working with, you also have Wyclef Jean and Kirk Franklin on it, Todd Delaney. I I mean, you, you, you brought in some heavy hitters. I did. And I mean, to even work with Wyclef and, you know, because we were doing it during COVID. So we were kind of doing it separate. But to just hear him on the phone, y'all, I was like a little uh, groupie, but I, I didn't let him know that I was like, oh, my God, he on the phone, he on the phone. We talk. I just couldn't believe it. And just to him to just bring his and talking about his past and his father being a minister and coming in and 
tearing at me. But the song is called Hello God, and it's such a fun song. But to me, it's kind of a way that we can wake up every morning and just give God thanks with even just a hello, recognize, letting him realize and recognize that we know that he's God and we're thanking him for another day. And we just saying hello. It's such a fun song. And I, I just I wanted to do a Caribbean song and to have him a part of it <laughs> and coming from his his background. It was just amazing. So working with Todd Delaney, it's, I mean, it was just like, I was just having fun, just honestly. Mm-hmm. I was just having fun with everybody and doing something totally different that I had never done before. And Tamela, not- you, you made history as the first gospel artist to chart mm-hmm. number one mm-hmm. on the Billboard Gospel Airplay um, with your third consecutive number one from mm-hmm. the Overcomer album. He did it for me. You are doing your thing. You did yes. the Stellars. You were named the Contemporary Female Artist of the Year at the Stellar uh, Awards. Mm-hmm. And your your son, David Mann Jr., took home the award for Music Video of the Year. I mean, yes. it's a family mm-hmm. affair. So, David, what's happening? <laughs> it's family. I'm trying to keep it all in the face. But let me, tell y'all, let me tell y'all something about Tam. She knows nothing about all of that stuff. I have to go tell her this kind of stuff because she's like, I don't read that stuff. I don't know. This is somebody asked her in an interview before, and she was like, oh, really? Some of the stuff we have to tell her, yeah, yeah, you did do that. Yeah, that's what happened. Well, hey, I am so, look, I'm grateful and I'm honored to just to be able to share my gift and just the idea of he did it for me. That song is a personal song that I think all of us can place in our lives that God has done something for us and opened up doors for us that we thought was never going to be open. And, you know, and I just think of back of how, where I used to be to where I am today. And I'm so grateful that he has done it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, my basis of everything that we've done for me and David, and I'm just really grateful that the music is touching the hearts of people, y'all. So mm-hmm. for it to be number one, I really believe that it's, it's doing its job and being a, uh, inspiration and bringing hope and that's what it's all about for me is to just bring somebody hope i don't want to read all of that because i don't want to get caught up and thinking it's about me because it's not about me it's about the gift that god has given me and that i want to share and i'm happy to share it and to be of service to people Mm -hmm. well both of you all are a service to us and we love when y'all stop by cafe mocha y'all know y'all family y'all can come by anytime and continue good health david and tamala and y'all pick up her new album overcomer it's out right now thank you for coming in the cafe mocha guys thank, thank you, you overcomer the luck thank y'all so much for having us thank you so much we'll be through your, your city and on tour soon yes the overcomer tour so y'all make sure you follow us at david and tamala and we'll keep you posted on where we are Oh, we love it. I can't wait to see y'all again. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you. Love you guys. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the Espresso. I'm Angelique. Congrats to LeBron James for breaking the NBA's all-time scoring record formerly held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. To be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it, it means so much to me. It's very humbling. I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. All y'all help, all y'all passion, all y'all sacrifices helped me get to this point. Coming to Netflix on the 15th, a must-watch called African Queens. It tells the story of a real-life woman king who fought slave traders. In a time of blood and shifting sands. When slavery threatened to decimate a continent. I want the Portuguese 
of my land. Every last one of them. And the new Ant-Man and Wasp ain't even out yet, but it features the black supervillain Kane the Conqueror. Actor Jonathan Major says folks are already dressing up like him. Cosplay? It's cool. It, it's cool to see yourself uh, or see a character you play out in the world like that, you know, that it touches people on a, on a pretty deep level, you know, and so, and they haven't even seen the movie yet. That's the espresso. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie, love, yo, yo. Remember the Nickelodeon kids sitcom, all that? The duo yeah. of Keenan and Kel was so hot. They got their own spinoff show and the movie Good Burger. Keenan Thompson went on to Saturday Night Live. And the other half of the duo, Kel Mitchell, is now a pastor. Yes. <laughs> Kel, welcome Ooh. to Cafe Mocha. Hey, what is up? Happy to be here. Thank y'all for having me. <laughs> I, I got to know, man, um, when and how did you decide to become a pastor? Yeah, um, well, it definitely has been uh, a journey. You know, it's been something in my life that has been going on. Uh, people have spoken over me, but I always feel like uh, when something is spoken over you, you need to take it to the Lord yourself and uh, really make sure that that's the thing that God is speaking to you about and uh, it's just been a thing where I've been through a lot of highs and lows within the entertainment business uh, and just within life. And uh, God was always there in each of those times. And he spoke to me really clear uh, in my time of prayer one time that he really wanted me to actually preach. And I had already been going to uh, youth groups and all around, you know, speaking to kids all around the world with telling my story and telling my testimony. And so he was really getting me ready for it anyway. Uh, and so I just decided to do it. And also with doing that, I am still also an actor. So I didn't leave the entertainment business. Uh, so the Lord told me that people need it within the entertainment business as well. And I want you to that be a part of your ministry as well. Because worship is us respecting the Lord and also showing our respect. And we could do that in different ways. And so... For me, I'm also staying in the entertainment business, and I'm also uh, very active at my church as well. And It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Kel Mitchell, two-time Emmy Award-winning actor, comedian, and pastor, hailing from Chicago, Illinois. He has a new 90-day powerful devotion called Blessed Mode. Tell us some more about Blessed Mode, Kel. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, Blessed Mode is my book. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Uh, it is really a lifestyle. Uh, we have to know that we are blessed and God gives us that. And I just want people to like tap in. So basically it's a devotional with the 90 days to, uh, you know, level up your faith. So within doing that, it's like every time we go to bed at night, we've had whatever stress we have from that day, right? So then when we wake up in the morning, if you didn't do anything, you know, to like really uh, tap in with your inner self, your spiritual self, 
during that time, you might take that stress over. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And whatever stress is going to come with you in the rest of the day can be a problem as well. So what this is, this is you saying, hey, I want to spend my time with the Lord. I know that you are the one that gives me peace and you're going to calm me down in this moment. So, uh, and it's something that I have done uh, all my life. I've been through a lot in my life, and this is something that I do to keep my peace, and people have always asked me how to do it. So I start you off with a Bible verse, and then I tell a short story of my life that kind of connects with that Bible verse. And then after that, I'll take you through some prayer time. And then after the prayer time, I actually have you apply what I just talked to you about to your life and actually give you a challenge to do. So uh, it is really, really a fun uh, and awesome uh, book and devotional. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Kel, talking about applying it, you have uh, really been applying it. And I really do appreciate it working with the National College Resource Foundation. And tell me a little bit, where can we get the book and what made you decide to do a 90 day? Okay, so Bless Mode uh, is everywhere. You can get it everywhere. It'll be at Target. It'll be, it's on Amazon right now. It's Target, Barnes & Noble. Everywhere where you can get books, actually, it'll be everywhere. Uh, my distributor is uh, HarperCollins and uh, Thomas Nelson Books. And so uh, it'll be everywhere. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited about it. You know? Kel, <laughs> you know, being a person who is in an industry that is very, has a lot of temptation, how do you stay faithful in, in an industry that's full of temptation? Okay, so this is what I actually do because this is what this Bless Mode is all about. It's really connecting to God and saying, okay, Lord, I want you to direct my day. So you know my future. You know what's up. You know what's up ahead because the world is going to have trouble. You know what I mean? So the thing about it is, is that I want to make sure I keep my family protected I want to make sure that I stay protected. And I want to make sure that anything that could tempt me as well, that I'm ready for it. So within doing that, that's why I say get up early in the morning. And that's what this challenge is about, to teach people how to do that. We're getting up early in the morning, praying, protecting your family and yourself, and just saying, hey, Lord, these are the stresses. These are the things that I'm dealing with every day. But I want to take it to you right now. So I want to take it to you right now so that you can help me through this and that I can feel peace for the rest of my day. And it's important to do that because literally like when you just hold anger or when you hold all these things that you're dealing with every day, it can really, you know, be a toll on you as far as like mental health, mm-hmm. you know, people taking themselves out of here, suicide. I've seen it. I've been through it myself. And so instead of saying, oh, let me go to a device of like, you know, taking drugs or doing something that will take me away from it, do something positive for yourself in your spiritual self and know that you were born for a reason. You were, you were woken up this day to do something special and you are special. And I want to show that love. I think that that's really all of what it's all about is that showing people that they are actually loved and spread love. It's just too much um, violence. It's too much anger that's going on in the world. And for me, I was just like, I want to be on this kindness train and let people know that it's okay to be kind to others into yourself, into yourself, because so many of us can be our worst enemy. And I was my worst enemy with my thoughts in my past and things that I would just think about. And so the thing about it is that, okay, now replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts Mm -hmm. and get up in the morning and step into that blessed mode. I like that. Step into the blessed mode. We're talking to Cal Mitchell. 
His new book is called mm-hmm. Bless Mode. Cal, I want you to take us back to getting cast in the hit series, all that on Nickelodeon back in the 90s. I mean, what was that like for you as a little boy? I mean, how old are you? I know you were just like a kid. <laughs> oh, it was huge. Uh, I was uh, 15 years old. So I always say, like, I wasn't like a super, super child star. Like, I was like three years old or four years old in this. Uh, for me, uh, it was like I got I got on television when it was time to, like, get a job, get a summer job as a kid. Um, but I enjoyed it. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And uh, my parents put me in theater because of the fact that they wanted me to do something positive uh, because I, I saw, you know, different things growing up in the south side of Shy. And so this was a beautiful outlet for me. That's why I always, like, support the arts, support, like, the Black College Expo, which Yo-Yo knows about, and support things of, of that nature because the community theater is the one thing that changed my life around. I went in there, started acting at the community theater uh, in my neighborhood, and it just sparked for me to have this positive outlet. And I started just being a theater kid. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I want to be on TV from this. It was just like something positive to do. Uh, but then it turned into uh, me going on auditions, getting an agent, because uh, they saw me working within theater. And then when I got the audition for all that, that was amazing. I was in uh, high school at that point. Uh, and when I got that gig, it was just supposed to be a special. It wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to actually be a television series. Nickelodeon had never tried anything this diverse with so much hip hop involved. Uh, they do compare it to a, like a kid's SNL, but I feel like it was more of like an in living color with the diversity that was with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tried it and it blew up and they called us all back and was like, yo, let's do this. So for us and the producers, that's why we're like a big family because we were just experiencing this all at once it moved very very fast and it's just so humbling that even today like a five-year-old would have a good burger birthday party <laughs> and i see it on social media and i'm like yo he wasn't even born when that, when this was going on but it's such a it's such a beautiful thing you know all that was on for uh, 11 seasons and you have yes. four seasons of keenan and kale i mean you guys were just kids what was it like to be a superstar to a generation um, you know, what's really deep about it is that uh, it was it was awesome experiencing it and, you know, having this, you know, uh, fan base and then going to school and juggling that and getting chased and fans and all that, all that different, all those different things. Uh, but then at the same time, for me, too, while going through it, uh, another reason why I decided to write Bless Mode uh, is because of the things that you go through as a child, you know, a teenage actor or child actor, where it's like, you don't know who you can trust. Do you like me or just the character? Yeah. Right. You, know, are, you know what I mean? And so a lot of celebrities go through, uh, you know, young celebrities go through mental health issues because of that, you know, and whatever they were dealing with before they got famous, it's kind of like, oh, I got to put that in the back burner because I, you all know me from this character and don't really know the real me. And can I be the real right. me? You know, mm-hmm. and would you accept that? I'm I'm adulting in front of you. You like you know what I mean? So I'm adulting in front of the world. And so whatever mistake I make or whatever goes on, people are seeing it. You know what I mean? And so when we brought all that back recently in 2019, uh, and Keenan and I, as I could produce, they brought it back. I told the kids something that I thought that they should hear. Uh, and I was it was something I wish somebody told me in the beginning. And I let them know that they were special when they were born. You know, when God knitted you in the womb, you were special. 
You know what I mean? This television show is not a thing that makes you special. You're going to go on to other shows, other jobs, and this is just like one stepping stone of your long career in your life's journey. So don't look at it like this is the, the all be all. And uh, they really took that in, and now you see them flourishing and the new kids on the, uh, the reboot of all that doing other shows and things of that nature. So it's just been a beautiful thing. Co-hosting MTV's Deliciousness. Let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> yes, uh, MTV's Deliciousness. Uh, it's a spinoff of uh, the television show Ridiculousness. And so I love this show. Super fun. I get to sit on the couch and just laugh at people messing up uh, food recipes and trying to cook. You see them bringing in like the wedding cake, dropping it, which would be a horrible <laughs> situation. But uh, in these situations, we're cracking up with them. Um, you know, we're not pointing fingers at people. We're just kind of laughing with them because, you know, we've all messed up that meal. Like I've, I've definitely like don't Netflix and grill. I've done that. Like I've like been, I've been, I've been grilling and then watching Netflix on my phone came back, burnt up the meat. So in these moments, these those moments are filmed. And so we get to laugh at it. And so uh, it's been a fun show doing it with uh, Angela and Tiffany and Tim. Uh, we're just having a blast. And to work with Tiffany has been crazy because I was a big say by the Bell fan when I was a kid. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah, so it's cool. So now we're homies. We're hanging out. You know, all our families hanging. It's just, it's just really cool. <laughs> That's cute. So great. Yeah. If people want to hear you preach, you know, where do you preach? Yeah, so we're in uh, Winneka, California, Spirit Food Christian Center. My pastor is uh, Gary Ziegler, Pastor Gary Ziegler. Uh, Spirit Food Christian Center, myspiritfood.com. You can check us out. Uh, I am a youth pastor, so uh, I teach the teens. And so you'll see the teens come in uh, and come hang with us. If you have some teens that want to come, you're in Winneka, California, come see us. You can also see us online. Uh, we're definitely online at My Spirit Food, at My Spirit Food on Instagram as well, if you're around the world. And that's what the pandemic has done. You know, like during, even during the pandemic, uh, we had a lot of people come online and, you know, giving their life to Christ and coming on and hanging out with us. So uh, that's been awesome as well. So catch me out or go to kelmitchell.com and you get all that same information. too. Kale Mitchell, the book is called Bless Mo. Thank you so much for spending some time in Cafe Mocha and we wish you well. And we're so proud of you, Kale. We yes, we are. Yes. Take care. Thank you. As always, if you miss any part of the show, just go to wherever you subscribe to podcasts, type in Cafe Mocha Radio and click subscribe. Until next time, find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.